Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, April 6th. The U.S. equity futures indices are trading off small after yesterday's strength. So the S&P futures are off about eight and a half points. That's about 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures are lagging very slightly off about 38 points. That's about 27 basis points. Dow futures are off 40 points. That's about 12 basis points. So very mild pullback in U.S. equity futures. The major European indices are trading up about 75 to 80 basis points. Remember, Europe was closed on Monday. So that region is playing catch up to what the U.S. did yesterday. Outperformance in Europe, um, a lot of the cyclical value groups, so autos, basic resources, banks are all trading very well. Tech also is higher, so not necessarily a big um, growth versus value split. It's kind of a cross-the-board rally. Um, Some mild underperformance in Europe in telecom, real estate, healthcare. Asia was mixed overnight. Uh, Japan suffered losses. Um, and Hong Kong was closed again. So I think from the point of view in the U.S., um, relatively slow evening. You know, I think a couple of themes that have emerged in the last several days um, on the matter of Treasury yields, there's been a lot less concern around inflation despite blowout economic numbers, including the jobs report on Friday and the services ISM on Monday. So you're seeing a lot of optimism around the growth front and less concern around inflation. That is helping to put a ceiling on Treasury yields um, which is giving a green light for stocks to kind of continue along on their present trajectory. Um, you're now kind of getting into Fed officials starting to comment on the data. So you had the first one out of the gate was Mester yesterday, late in trading yesterday on CNBC, provided an interview acknowledging the strong data, including the strong jobs report, but suggesting that um, she is not shifting her view as far as policy is concerned. She's staying very patient, um, suggesting that you know her views on rates and, and tapering have not adjusted. Um, you are going to hear from a, a ton of other Fed officials in the coming days, including Powell, who will participate in a panel on Thursday. Um, you know, I continue to think that over the coming weeks, the guidance around quantitative easing and tapering um, will have to shift just to acknowledge what's happening as far as macro fundamentals are concerned. I don't necessarily think that is going to be um, you know, huge negative to market. It's more just the Fed kind of recognizing reality. Um, you know, so I still, I still do think that that uh, Fed adjustment will occur going forward. Um, on the fiscal policy front, so the Senate parliamentarian issued a ruling yesterday suggesting that Democrats will have uh, two more opportunities to utilize reconciliation. Um, you know, I kind of don't think that's a major piece of news. The real obstacle to build back better um, is dissent within the Democratic Party. It's not an issue of whether or not they have enough chances to utilize reconciliation, um, and it's not really an issue of Republican opposition. I think most people assume Republicans will be fully unified in their opposition. Um, the question is, can Democrats get essentially every member of the House and the Senate on board in order to pass these bills? You have to have full participation in the Senate, and in the House, you know, Pelosi can really only lose a handful of Democratic votes um, if she plans on passing any bills. So that is the real issue, I think, to overcome. You had Manchin out on the tape yesterday again, reiterating his opposition to a 28% corporate tax rate. He suggests that there are six to seven other Senate Democrats who feel the same. So that those are the issues that's ironing out the differences within the Democratic Party. Um, we'll have to just see how all that unfolds. You are definitely seeing the market, I think. Um, you know, The market is not concerned about higher tax rates, and it's not necessarily pricing in massive infrastructure spending just because there is a lot of skepticism um, around what Build Back Better will look like as it works through Congress and the timing around it being passed. Um, on the economic front, nothing major this morning as far as data is concerned. 
Um, the RBA decision was very in line with expectations too. Uh, another article that today, this one on Bloomberg, just talking about China guiding its banks um, or ordering its banks to curtail lending going forward, just given some concerns around um, you know economic overheating and asset prices. You know, this has been a theme. Um, it's showed up in several media reports in the last week, so not necessarily a big incremental headline, but you know certainly consistent with the theme that. China, which had emerged first from the pandemic, um, is now, you know, ahead of the the rest of the world as far as withdrawing the pandemic era stimulus. Um, on the company specific front, you know, you are now in the unofficial pre announcement season, so you have a couple of pre announcements on the tape, including BE Semi out of Europe. It's a semiconductor company, very strong report. Um, BP British Petroleum also positive uh, this morning, talking about how they hit their debt reduction target a lot earlier than expected, which will allow them to resume buybacks. Um, and then IOMN in the US last night was very strong on their pre-announcements. Um, Philips PSX out in the US yesterday, cutting guidance for Q1 or pre-announcing below the street, um, primarily just because of temporary headwinds, specifically the February winter storm. So not necessarily a commentary on um, underlying macro conditions, just near-term um, temporary headwinds. Um, Otherwise, uh, you know, relatively so on the company-specific front, we did get an update out of Credit Suisse, so providing color on the Archegos loss, um, capital return, et cetera. The, the update in Negra is really no worse than feared, so that stock's actually up about a percent today. Um, you know, the total loss of $4.7 billion, um, I think the consensus had been around $4 billion with some worried about $5 billion loss, so a, maybe a tiny bit higher and some of the media reports um, suspected the buyback is being suspended, as was widely expected. Um, they're actually not slashing the dividend to zero. They are cutting it, um, but not fully um, abandoning it. And I think there had been a concern that, you know, not only would they suspend all capital return, but they actually could have to seek out new capital. So, um, and the, you know, away from Archegos, the underlying performance in the business looks like it was relatively healthy at Credit Suisse. So again, the update today is certainly not positive, but I think it's no worse than fear. So that stock has a mild bid in Europe this morning. Uh, that is essentially everything for today. Um, you know, I think just to, to um, point back to some of the pieces I've been publishing in the last few days, just as far as macro ones, including, um, you know, the random thoughts predictions piece that I put out on Saturday. I think that's very helpful just to provide a lot of color clarity around, um, you know, our thinking on a lot of the big macro trends. Um, so definitely take a look at that up on the website. Um, for the calendar today, it is relatively slow. So you have the Iranian nuclear negotiations taking place in Vienna. I think that was one factor behind the oil slump Monday, just the concern that if Iran does re-enter the nuclear deal, that they will be able to then um, ship a lot more oil than they currently are as some of the sanctions get lifted. Um, you have a applied materials analyst meeting today that starts at 11 and then paychecks earnings before the open. That is essentially it in terms of scheduled news. Otherwise, it should be a quiet day. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.